Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you in the Ice District from Rogers Place, where uh, the Oilers uh, return to action Sunday. Saturday, it's the Kelowna Rockets in the Edmonton. Now, the Oilers are in action Saturday in Calgary. They return action at Rogers Place Sunday to play Vegas Golden Knights. Saturday night, the Kelowna Rockets are here, uh, now coached by Adam Foote. Edmonton Oil Kings on an 8-0-1 run. They're busing to Lethbridge tonight. They'll take on the Hurricanes tomorrow. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza still making a great. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right. Just before we go to our conversation, and, and I'm going to bring Brendan Escott in here for a second. Brendan, how many times have I checked to see whether or not you uh, cleaned up the beginning and the end of the uh, pre-taped interview we did here of Jay? Absolutely. Okay, because... <laughs> Uh, it was old school after we were finished, uh, but uh, went in earlier this morning uh, before uh, the owners uh, skated over here at uh, the community arena to uh, pre-tape uh, Jay Woodcroft, uh, so we'll get to that in a second, uh, but I do want to read a couple more texts. Uh, Mark in Peace Country on our Heartland Ford text line, Bob, love the chat with Berkey. Uh, Chris Russell is a heart and soul guy that analytics can't quantify, so he's an easy target. But he's a beauty, and his teammates clearly see that too. Kids, players, employees are tougher to get buy-in with it because it's an instant access world. Father of six and coach to many, says Mark in Peace Country. Uh, Out of Bonneville, Alberta, Brian Burke's great, just like Spectre. He says it as it is. Out of Killam, Alberta, Bob, all of your guests are great and uh, well-liked, except Speck. <laughs> Speck, they either love you or hate you. That's kind of what it's, 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 it's got to be here. Uh, and again, you can text us at 630, 630. This out of Provost, Alberta, the home of Russ Houston. Uh, can the owners not make the same mistake as last year, just putting Sekra in the lineup? How long can a conditioning stint in Bakersfield be for him? I think he can go down for a week. Uh, he needs to find his game there, not in the NHL. So maybe he goes down for a couple games is what you're saying. This text out of Edmonton says, great show or good show, go Flames, go. Really? And uh, a text out of Edmonton says, I always thought Brian Burke was the tin man and didn't have a heart. What a great guy. Uh, there you go. So lots of response to Brian's appearance on the show, and obviously it will not be the last. Without further ado, let's get to our conversation with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Well, Jay, you had a couple days off uh, after a real good uh, couple games in Iowa where your uh, squad continued their winning ways. Uh, maybe just uh, tell us a bit about the, the two games you played back-to-back uh, in Iowa. Well, I thought uh, Iowa was a very good test for our group. Uh, they're a top team in that central division. 
Um, getting to uh, Des Moines was not easy. It's uh, it's a long travel day to get out there, uh, but we set ourselves up by going a few days early. We had a good practice the day before the, the morning game, and uh, we were able to compete in two uh, hotly contested games against the top team. Uh, some real good signs for our group. Um, I think a few weeks ago we talked about how we challenged our, our team to understand that winning is a skill, and it's just as an important skill as skating or passing or shooting. Learning how to win is a skill, and uh, over not only the two games in Iowa, but uh, pretty much over the last five or six games, we've learned how to uh, manage ourselves in tight games, and it's a good sign for our team going forward. All right. Uh, we love to focus on the prospects here, uh, and I want to start with Tyler Benson because, uh, you know, we've been talking about Tyler Benson, Jay, as you know, at Edmonton basically since the lockout year in 12-13 when he broke Ty Ratty's Bantam AAA scoring record. He was the number one pick in the Bantam draft. He pretty much lost three summers in a row to injury. Last weekend, uh, you know, he had a goal and an assist in both games. He's averaging a point per game. Um, but you're seeing this guy on a, on a daily basis. Are you seeing improvement every step of the way with him? Yeah, I, I think Tyler has made uh, some very good uh, progress in his personal game. Uh, he had gone about uh, eight games or so without scoring a goal, but he was showing up in chance after chance. He was getting about four or five shots a night. But most importantly, his 200-foot game and the detail within his game, the board work, the net play, um, the recognition of when he's the low forward in D-zone, all of that was uh, improving and where we wanted to get it to. And so it was nice to see him in uh, a series of games get rewarded offensively. Uh, he found himself around the blue paint and, and was rewarded, and he scored big goals for our team. I think uh, Tyler, uh, one of the biggest area improvements in Tyler's game is his skating. Mm-hmm. something that he's worked very hard at. Um, if you watched our game uh, against Iowa last week, uh, the one on Saturday, uh, he created a goal by skating from one end of the ice to the other, creating separation, driving the puck deep and delaying and finding that second wave of attack. And uh, I thought that was a real personal step forward for him and a good sign for us. He'd been playing with uh, Cooper Marodi and Cameron Hebig. Uh, the Oilers obviously made the moves uh, on Saturday uh, to send down Yesapoli Arvi and Kyler Yamamoto. Marodi came up after your guys' game and has uh, joined the Oilers, and there's a chance he's going to play because Reeder got a little bit nicked up uh, the other night against Montreal. Um, and in the process, you get two guys that are... Uh, they're, they're really, not that every player isn't important in the Oilers organization, but yes, Sapoli and Kyler Yamamoto are important guys. I think you've had at least one practice. Um, have you had a thought process about deployment and that sort of thing and who they might play with? And also just, you know, uh, what do you got to do to get those guys uh, uh, going to build some confidence? Well, um, first off, uh, it's a real positive thing for us down in here down here in Bakersfield to add two players of the quality uh, of Yesse and uh, Kyler. Uh, So we're excited about them joining our group. We have a good thing going on uh, down here with the way we're playing the game and our work ethic. 
I thought both players came in with a good attitude. They were professional. Uh, they realized there's some things uh, that can be improved in their personal games. We've talked about it, and uh, we've set some expectations for how we do things down down here in Bakersfield. And uh, I thought both players, we've had two good practices here. Uh, on uh, Tuesday, we had a strong work day. Uh, Wednesday was one of our uh, development days, so where we worked on the little nuances of uh, being a forward. Um, where we separate the group by position, and uh, both of them looked very good and, and had good pace to their practices and uh, were professional uh, with their approach to each day. Um, I think uh, we will begin by starting them on the same line. We expect the M motor to play on the left wing, uh, ESA to play on right wing, and we're going to start them with the veteran center, one of the top scorers over the last couple of years here in Bakersfield, Josh Curry. Um, we're going to start him in the middle, and we expect that to be a strong line for us. Jay Woodcroft, head coach, Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Jay, uh, is there any way you can speak to the importance, and I know he's not considered a full-time AHL vet yet, Josh Curry, but more specifically, you know, Brad Malone, Keegan Lowe, Ryan Stanton, because, uh, I, and I can tell you, I talk to scouts that go down and see your guys' uh, games, and their their sense to me is completely different uh, thing going on in Bakersfield. One of the guys said, Bob, they outshoot every team they play. Uh, they've got the puck a lot. They make plays. The team seems confident, but they've got some experience to blend with those younger guys. I think uh, all three of the guys you've mentioned along with guys like Gambardella and Russell, kind of that second wave of leadership, have done an excellent job of being the tone setters for our group. Uh, one of the things that I've been most impressed uh, with with our, our players has been how tight-knit of a unit they are. They, uh, we've done some things early in the year to try and bring the team together um, and for me, when you watch us play the game, you can see a group that really cares about each other. Uh, if, someone, if someone gets run, uh, they're willing to fight for each other. They're willing to sacrifice uh, shift length for each other. They're willing to sacrifice and do little things like guarantee pucks out on the wall and take the hit to do so or to block a shot. It's a real rewarding thing for our coaching staff when you see a team come together uh, like it has over this first uh, 11 games or so. That said, we know we have a lot of work to do going forward, uh, but we're excited about what we have down here and in large part due to the leadership of the guys you mentioned, guys like Keegan, guys like Brad, uh, guys like Josh and, and Joseph and, and Patrick as well. All right, uh, Jay, you've got three prospect defensemen. Uh, Dave Manson's working with those guys. Uh, one guy appears to he looks like a completely different player this year, Caleb Jones. But there's a guy with that's a, to me a statistical surprise. William Lagason has two goals and seven points in ten games. Scott Housen talked a lot about him last year over in Sweden and thought he made some real progression. Uh, what are you seeing in William Lagason right now? Well, I see uh, somebody that has some professional polish to his game. He's someone that played it at a high level over in Sweden, and I've seen that, that league up uh, up close and know how good of a league that is. So for him to, to come to the American League from that league, uh, I think uh, was hugely beneficial for him. He is a great stick-on-puck defender. 
I think uh, what's underrated about him is his sheer competitiveness and heaviness uh, around our net and in the trenches. Uh, he, is, he has been a lead in that area for us. Um, he's been a, you mentioned Caleb, and I think these two guys are, are very good compliments to each other. They've logged uh, big minutes against top players, uh, very trusted pe- um, pairing for Dave to roll out there, and uh, you, they've both been excellent. I think the offensive part in uh, Legison's game has grown. He feels good about where he's at and joining the rush and supporting it. Um, he, I believe he scored a power play goal uh, that he didn't get credit for, it, but it was uh, uh, just as the power play, I guess, expired uh, in that first game in Iowa with a great shot. Uh, he's made good on the chances he, he has had, and uh, I think that's an area for him to continue to grow going forward. Well, it's, uh, I mean, that's a good sign because, you know, obviously Ethan Bear got 18 games in the NHL last year. No, he's just coming off a little bit of an injury and, and he's got back in the lineup and uh, fans are, are excited about Ethan. Caleb Jones can really skate, but Lagason's sort of the wild card that we didn't know a lot about and it looks like so far so good, so that's a good thing. You've got wins from three different goaltenders so far this year. Um, Skinner's not with your group right now, Sturette. Uh, got a win last weekend. Obviously, Al Montoya is sort of the, the established guy. And again, a veteran in goal, uh, helping along a young prospect goaltender. How's that relationship gone? I think uh, they care for each other as well. Um, Al has come in and been a, a good professional. Um, he's someone that has really attached himself to this group. He's integrated with this group. The group cares about him. And I think he's done a good job around young goaltenders. Uh, we can't forget Wellesie was with us at the at the start of the year, but Monty's done a good job with Wellesie and Skinner and also with Shane. Um, Shane came in and played uh, has played two very good games for us. I think he's a gamer that um, finds a way to stop pucks. He's pretty tidy around his crease, and uh, it's obvious that our team plays hard. Uh, for both guys, and uh, that's, as I said, that's a good sign for our group. What's the schedule like this week, Jay? Well, we're starting to get into a little bit more dense of a schedule here. We play two games this weekend, uh, one away at San San Diego tomorrow night. Uh, We come back late at night, and we play Colorado at home, and then we play three games next week. So five uh, good opportunities for us all games within our division, um, and it's a good opportunity for us to get into that type of playing rhythm, get uh, players up and running, and uh, feel good about where we're at. That is Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. And again, uh, as you heard during the course of that interview, uh, Kato Yamamoto will play left wing to start on a line with Josh Curry, as well as... Yes, a Pugliarvi on right wing. You heard Brian Burke. He's like, they got to be patient and bring these guys along. And again, brought up, hey, the Sedins were not super productive players at the NHL level till 23-24. But for the Oilers fans, you know, once bitten, twice shy. And uh, we saw with Neil Yakupov, he lost traction here. I'll say this, there's a big difference. And I want to be careful in what I say uh, because Neil treated the media, I thought, very well, very fairly. But I don't think Neil always worked on the aspects of his game that he needed to work on, and he lost traction. Um, in the case of Pulley-Yarvey, 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm defensive of him because I want to give him some time to grow and there's some nuances. Nail had played junior hockey in Canada. Paul Yarvey, you know, was playing pro in Finland when he was drafted. Oiler's got to be patient, but Paul Yarvey works. He puts the work in big time on and off the ice. And uh, Yamamoto's going to play down the road. In fact, I thought Yamamoto played pretty well. He had maybe a, a tough game and a half or so. Uh, was playing with Lucic and Strom, and those guys have had their own challenges. Uh, Yamamoto's going to play, but Paul Yarvey, the Oilers got to restore a little bit of confidence in right now. 150 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 152 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Ice District at Rogers Place in Oilers Now. And we're going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. Brendan Escott, what do you got? Oh, today in 2000, Bob, the Oilers trade Bill Guerin to the Boston Bruins for Anson Carter. The teams also exchanged first-round picks for the 2001 draft, and that was when the Oilers took Alish Hemsky. The Oilers also got the Bruins' second-round pick, which became Doug Lynch. That was a uh, somewhat controversial trade at the time that it was made because Bill Guerin was off to a tremendous start that season. He'd scored 30 goals a couple years earlier with the Oilers. I love Bill Guerin. He was... Uh, power forward, Bill Guerin and Doug Waite, two American players that really embraced playing at Edmonton. And uh, Guerin was on the verge of getting a big-time contract. Uh, but he had uh, put up uh, 12 goals and 22 points in 21 games when that trade occurred. He finished with 40 goals that season. He got 41 for Boston the next year, and then he hit the home run. I think I think he signed a five-year deal worth $9 million per. And this is when the Oilers, 2000 to 2004, the Edmonton Oilers were getting money with the Canadian Assistance Program. Kevin Lowe leveraged the hot start for Bill Guerin at that time. Got back Anson Carter, who himself was a pretty good player for the Edmonton Oilers. And then he got the picks that turned out to be Hemsky and Lynch. Uh, Hemsky, hey, excellent first-round pick from 2001. And just regarding Anson Carter... The rest of the year, that year with Edmonton, he had six goals and uh, 16 goals and 42 points in 61 games. And uh, Carter would play another couple seasons then in Edmonton and have 28, 25 goal seasons uh, with the Oilers. And then he got traded to the Rangers for was that the Radic Dvorak deal for uh, and Corey Cross in 03? Or is that the next year that the Oilers did that deal? Anyhow, uh, Carter was a good Oiler player as well, and uh, and Kevin Lowe was able to flip him and get a decent return as well. All right, uh, 155 at Edmonton. Uh, what is coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? I don't have the particulars on guests, but what I do have to tell you is that they are giving away Grey Cup tickets both on tonight's show and tomorrow's show, so we're t- tuning into uh, definitely. So, Brendan, let me ask you a question. What, what do we got shaking tomorrow? <laughs> Another Friday edition of the Brendan and Brendan Show. We've got uh, Peter Labardius, who will help tee up that Flames matchup. Yeah. And we're going to hear from Rob Simpson as well, who is doing 31 NHL games in 31 different arenas in 31 days. How he's doing that, Bob, is beyond me. Yeah, Rob uh, does some work with NHL Radio. He's a terrific guy, so look forward to having uh, that on. Elliot Friedman as well for the River Cree Resort and Casino uh, will be the guest tomorrow at 1230, and I'll have a quick hit just wrapping up Oilers practice as the team flies out to 
Calgary to take on the Flames. Uh, Calgary Saturday night and Vegas back here at Rogers Place on Sunday. For uh, those of you that are coming to the Iron and Frost Gala tonight for the Oilers Community Foundation, look forward to seeing you down here around 5.30. Up next, a news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.